G'day, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ads and Dunks podcast, exclusively brought to you by the Oz American Aces. It's Josh, your host here, or Dunks, as I should say, and I'm joined online by my good mate, Adzi Trelaw. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm a little bit tired. Um, <laughs> quite unique, quite unique for us. We've, um, we're actually doing this on the Wednesday morning, or we typically do it on the Tuesday night. Um, because of internet reasons, actually wasn't, uh, wasn't for any other reason other than internet reasons where you are. Well, let's strip it right back because I think it was your fault initially that uh, you had a you had a team dinner and then yes. So we'll run everyone through it. So what's happened is <laughs> Adzi's got a team dinner with the mids, which is all well and good um, out in Newport. So couldn't do the podcast at the usual seven o'clock time on a Tuesday night. And then he's like, right, I'll get back. He'll do it after that. So eight thirty comes around, and then Brado and and Tommy are, are working away with the. Oz American Aces Club because we've got another couple of podcasts, which is actually really exciting. So it is make exciting. sure you jump on and have a listen to that. But then my internet, for some reason, at like 9.30 at night is not working. Mm. So I was a mm. bit like, geez, what's going on here? Because normally it's your internet, mate. Yeah, normally it's me. Normally it's me that's uh, stuffing us around, whether I've got the microphone out or something going on. But no, it wasn't me, but you can't control that. Uh, we were we were committed to the cause, and we're going to do a nine forty five uh, podcast session. But oh well, not to be. We're doing it now. Got my nice uh, lemon, honey, and ginger tea <laughs> to uh, to soothe the insides in the morning and and talk a bit of smack with you. So um, I'm excited. But um, how was your weekend anyway? Other than footy, yeah, it was yeah, it was a good week. I mean, we uh, we headed to Perth pretty early, so last week was a pretty short week for us in terms of we left on Friday, so um. Yeah, not too different, like as per usual, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But um, leaving Friday to go to Perth was uh, a little bit different because normally you don't leave until the day before. So we left two days before the game and got to go over there and see the um, see some family that I haven't seen. So dad's twin mm-hmm. sister lives over there and um, that's my auntie and then obviously my cousins and uncle and stuff like that. So uh, it was nice to spend some time with them, catch up with them, went for, for lunch, I think. I don't know if we went for lunch there when we were there for the grand final, but it was just on the beach there. Beautiful spot. Yeah, we, did. we did. Went for a dip in the water. It was about 20 degrees or whatever it was. And then um, obviously played on Sunday. So it was a good week. Not too different, but uh, it was nice to get over there and see them. What about you, mate? No, you know, that's good. Um, it's one thing I miss about playing with you. I miss plenty of things playing with you. Um, but one of the th- things I do miss is you seem to have Dunkleys in all, um, all avenues of Australia and when we used to go to Perth, as you said, um, I used to hang out with you in the Dunkley clan. So, yeah, I do miss that. Last time I went to Perth, we uh, tried to tee something up, but I actually couldn't get that done. So, um, oh, who knows? Next time uh, next time uh, I'm in Perth or something, I'll be able to hopefully get uh, get down to see the Dunkleys. It's something that I miss doing. But, um, no, nah, my, my weekend was um, was pretty good, actually. I, uh, I went to Brisbane after our game, which was um, – been teed up for a while because the girls Kim and Jess were celebrating their 30th so it was a great weekend had a really good night um there's about 20 of us that caught up um you know at uh Kim's I think it's called Hotel X I think is her is her um hotel of choice she's got a little bit of a sponsorship there so it was um yeah it was really cool went up to the top level um it was a little bit cold I wish I brought a jacket because I reckon I got a bit um got a runny nose from it just being a bit of a sook but um it was a little bit cold but um yeah, I uh, had a really good time. Kaiser was there, had some good fun with Kaiser. Your partner Tipsy was there, obviously, but you weren't there, which sucked. But no, it was a good night. Um, 
was able to celebrate the 30th with the girls. And uh, yeah, and, and at the same time, was able to spend quality time with Georgie. And as I say all the time, Georgie's just growing up super quick. Blows my mind some of the stuff that she says. Even that uh, that little saying that well, I was going out getting her to say, you know, that saying where you know the old your dad or someone might have said it in your family where where you say something like ridiculous and they say, oh, pig's ass. So I said <laughs> it once. I said it once last week. I think Kim said something to me. I don't know what it was. Georgie goes, what? Pig's ass? And I was like, Georgie, you can't say that. <laughs> now it's just a bit funny because uh, when, um, when, when I stayed in Melbourne last week, <clears throat> when the girls left up, Kimmy's called me and gone, oh, the funniest things happen. Um, so obviously Kim lives with her mum, Cena, and Cena said something. I don't know what it was, but all Georgie's replied with was, oh, pig's ass. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, kids kids just listen to everything you say. So, uh, yeah, it was quite funny. Quite, maybe I'll send a clip in her of saying I'll get Brado to cut it up and see what everyone thinks. But, no, it was pretty funny. Yeah, you've, uh, it's pretty funny. She copies literally everything you say. So you can say anything and she just copies you straight away, which is funny as. But that was, it was a, it was disappointing. I was actually going to tell you, um, when the invite came out for Kim and Jess's 30th, I was flat as, mate, because mm. we're in Perth and it's like one of the only times that you were going to come up here. And I was like, oh, what are the chances of that happening? And yeah. me not being able yep. to see you, mate, when you come up. I know, mate. I, uh, it's always something that we tee up, so it was a little bit disappointing. But no, we'll get our chances. Um, we did. I did. Um, I did subtly talk to Tipper about uh, organising our little uh, holiday. You, me, Josh, and uh, you, me, Kimmy, and um, obviously Tipper. And first thing I said was, "Oh yeah, let's not bother. I'm not going to organise this because I suck." So I'll I'll let, I'll let Josh and Kim do it. <laughs> hey, you gotta sometimes take responsibility. You know, you just yeah, put the, the hand up and say, when- "This is what we're doing." No, 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 no. You got to know your role. And I know when it become when it comes to you and me, no one can organize anything the way that you can. So I don't need to bother. So I'm just going to leave it up to you and let you do that. Because if I do it, I don't reckon it's going to be as half, nowhere near as good as what you would do. So yeah, I'm just going to save it for you and Kim. All right. Leave it with me, mate. Leave it with me. What about uh, let's, oh, let's get into the footy side of things. Um, you go first because you played on Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. Mate, another big game for you boys and you just turned it on at Marvel Stadium against the Tigers yourself individually too uh, playing some really good footy mate and um, I know there's been a few people out there saying that it could be one of your career best seasons so uh, going really well and um, yeah run us through that game yeah no thank you mate appreciate that first little compliment but um, yeah it, it, it's, it was a good game I mean I felt like it was probably the first game that we've played Four quarters, really. I mean, I think back to this year, I know Carlton, I didn't play. We played really well. And Adelaide in Ballarat, we played really well. Four-quarter performance. But it's probably what we've been chasing a little bit. Um, well, a lot, actually, throughout the year. And we have just haven't been able to deliver. And, um, you know, Richmond, uh, uh, when they're up and about, are, are, as, any, are as good as any side. And, um, you know, they showed that the week before, prior to our game. Um, they've showed it in glimpses this year. And, they're still in the finals hunt as well, and we knew they were going to bring the the heat. And um, you know, obviously, Dusty being a laid out, and Dylan Grimes being a laid out was a really big win for us, and obviously, extremely unfortunate for Richmond. Trent Cochin obviously was out as well. Um, it was always hard for a team to play off a five day break. I know I've, we've obviously always experienced that, and it's always a bit harder to get up for. And um, 
you know. So we were fortunate they didn't play, but at the same time, you always want to verse against the best opposition. Um, but yeah, we obviously took it. Um, you know, we took it as, as serious as we can, as we have to. We've been taking every single game as serious as we can because um, we're not in a fortunate position to, you know, lose games. We we have to win and. Um, yeah, I just felt like the way we started and the fact that we were able to kick, I think, seven seven or so goals in the first quarter and, and the way we were kicking them, I felt like we were, you know, winning the ball back in really good spots and really hurting Richmond the other way, which is, you know, sometimes you can get wrong and in a, a lot of our cases, we we get that wrong and um, we just didn't. And it was one of those games where um, you kind of felt like the momentum was just going to keep building and building and building and I never really felt like you know, we lost that and it's great. And I feel like it could be, you know, it's round 21, round 22 this week. It's hard to say a kickstart, but it can be a kickstart for us to finish the last three games with this momentum and really take it into the into the games that we have. And, you know, we'll touch on obviously playing Hawthorne this week, but, mate, they've just obviously knocked off the, the league leaders in Collingwood and we've touched on how good they are around the footy and, you know, how good they're going to be So and are. So, um, the fact that we were able to play that against Richmond for the four quarters is extremely pleasing. And you know, as you said, there's been, uh, you know, we've we've talked about Jamara throughout the year and Naughty and Bonte, but the spread of players um, over the weekend was probably the most pleasing thing as well. We had a lot of players play, you know, to the best that they can play, and and when they do, it shows, you know, the results for us. So yeah, it was a great result. Um, super pumped we won. Um, super pumped we were able to win again in another prime time slot, which is games that we love playing in. And yeah, really looking forward to now the game this week. Yeah, that even contribution really helps, doesn't it? For the for those out there that you know may think that if one or two players play their best footy, say it's you know yourself and Bond or Libra and mm. Bond or whoever mm. it might be, that that's going to get you over the line. Nine times out of ten, it's not. So you need a full 22, 23 with the sub contribution, don't you? Yeah, you spot on, Josh. You bloody, you look at. You look at like all the great teams that have won. I mean, I mean, Geelong's a perfect example last year. Like, they didn't have one absolute standout player. Like, obviously, had Jeremy Cameron and Paddy Dangerfield's final series, unbelievable. Tom Stewart. But I mean, these guys weren't the only reason why they were winning. They had a whole, you know, from the first to the 23rd player as a sub, you said it's the reason why teams have success and win. And, and you could talk about years beyond and the Richmond years and Hawthorne and, you know, Geelong and Sydney, these teams. It's because they've got a, you know, a great group of guys who, when they do play the best they can and and complement each other and help each other, gives them a, a long, a, well, a good chance to win. So that's something we've been trying to chase all year, and um, we can't we can't leave it up to too few um, in games, especially when you know games are in the balance. We have to be able to rely on everyone, and you know, I, I do. I genuinely believe and and um, trust that the guys in our team, you know have the capability to perform when when it's necessary and when the pressure is on and um, in the heat of the battle. So as I said, we've, we've just got to keep winning games and um, it'll be no bigger challenge for us this week for the guys to deliver and, and we're playing down in Tassie as well, which is um, which Hawthorne love to play at Tassie. So it's going to be an, a really good game for us. But yeah, as you said, mate, it's um, extremely important for players to be able to um, you know even out the balance for us in wins in particular. Yeah, no, definitely um, agree with you there and look forward to watching your game this weekend on Sunday, which we'll talk about soon. But I'll touch on our game before we move on. Um, yeah, it was a, like I said, went over there Friday and it was a good trip to Perth. Such a long way from Brisbane, man. I, I could not oh, believe yeah. 
the flight? Because, you know, from Melbourne, what is it from Melbourne? Like four hours to get over there normally? Yeah, four there, five back. Yeah, it's about three three forty five there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So from Brisbane, it was six hours to get to Perth. Like there was a massive headwind. It's halfway to America, mate. I was like sitting oh, on the plane, no. I'm thinking, geez, <laughs> this is a long time. You get three hours in. What'd you do? Watch- what'd you do on the plane? What'd you do? I just six hours. I watched um I watched uh, I just finished off a Netflix series that I was watching and then on the way back, mate, I, we did crosswords. So I literally sat down with Huey and Lockie because we were all in the same row and we did crosswords for four hours straight. Felt like the biggest genius Ooh. ever. They are, they are very, very rewarding, aren't they, Josh? When you do crosswords and stuff and you can get a word, they feel re- you feel very rewarded with yourself. Yeah, every now and then you get stuck and you're like, oh, I'll just have a quick look at what this word is and then <laughs> – you have a look around, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a few that we could chuck in. <laughs> but no, yeah, it was yeah. good. It was actually good fun. It passed the time vibe really well on the way home and um, obviously after a win too, so that was nice. But the game itself was a was a tough one and the Dockers have been playing some pretty good footy. Um, yeah. They beat Geelong in Geelong. So we knew that they were going to come out and play, you know, in a way that their season was on the line, really. Like, they were still a chance. I don't know if they are now, but there was still a chance to make finals if they'd knock us off and then won the next few. So um, going out there, we were fully expecting their best. And uh, as a team, probably uh, there was a lot of us down uh, up till half time, and I, myself individually as well, I was probably not at my best in that first half. And pretty crazy experience because I'd never really felt uh, like out, not out of the game, but um, just not being able to impact the game in that way. And I feel like there was a few of us in that boat and we talked about it at halftime and just trying to be able to, you know, refocus ourselves and get ourselves back on track and play the way that we wanted to. And I thought the second half especially was was really good. Third quarter, we we got some goals, but then gave them easy goals back, which was in our control. So the positive was there, but it was like, oh, we're just slipping up a little bit, fumbling, you know, little things were happening that weren't going our way. And then in the last quarter, I thought we played it out really well. So fought. A good fight against a, a massive home crowd in in Frio and um, their supporters. So it was nice to get that win in the end. And you could probably see on the TV how much it meant to a lot of us and how cooked we were because we had to just grind our way through that game. And um, yeah, it was an interesting one, but nice to go over there and get the four points and get home. Yeah, you've nailed that. I it's no mean feat to to be able to go over interstate and play. And as you said, going to Perth is probably probably. You know, well, I'll go on a Brizzy or Queensland. Brisbane's pretty hard when you're playing against you guys. But I think Perth, historically, for me individually, and I reckon you'd be the same, it's always been a really tough ground to win at, especially when, you know, as you said, Frio's crowd and when the West Coast are up and about, their crowd is very hard and, um, you know, not intimidating, but very like, wow, this is pretty crazy when there's no one supporting us. We've been through that, um, you know, the, the elimination final last year stands out the most. but. Um, so that's no, you know, no easy feat. So it was an enormous win for you guys. You must get great confidence that, um, you know, that you're able to really grind out games where, when you're not necessarily playing well. And I know you said you weren't having the impact. I think offensively you mean, but you know, if for anyone who watches you play, and I'm, I hope you know all our Aces fans do, the defensive side of your game was still as as good, probably if not probably better than what you've done. Oh yeah, because you know you're not getting the ball. You're thinking, oh, I've just got to smother the ball here or like do something. And I felt like it was as good as you've done all year because you could just see the desperation um, in your eyes and your body language, which is a credit to you. But um, yeah, 
saying you must get great, um, you know, pleasure and not just yourself, but a team knowing that you're able to grind out a win like that when, you know, you're all probably not necessarily at your best. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I mean, we talk about, you know, if you're not having the impact individually that you want to, like being able to, like you said, put the pressure on, um, do something that, you know, can help the team rather than, you know, if it's not going so well for yourself because you have those days as players. Like, I mean, yeah. some days you'll, you just won't get near it. The ball will bounce the other way or it'll go to them all the time, like the free kicks and stuff like that. Like, it'll just not go your way in general. So, being able to do something is really important to help yourselves get over the line or get yourself in a position yep. to at least be within striking distance. And I felt like that was what we had to work through throughout the game. And the first half especially was one like that where, like I said, there was a lot of us down and then boys just kept going at it, kept pressuring. For me, I probably felt like I was a little bit too reactive and that made me have to defend more because I was probably a little bit of a step off. Um, and I think other guys were in the same boat. So to clean it up in the second half and and really be able to get that win. And then, you know, at the end of the game, to be able to use the, uh, the, the practices that we'd put in place after the Melbourne game, especially when the boys went down there and and lost by one point, I think it was. Like we we've worked on a lot of stuff there too with the with the end of game scenarios and stuff like that. So to be able to hold on in the end was really important for us and a massive win and uh, gives us a lot of confidence, as you said, to um, you know, win close games of football, especially this time of year and moving into finals. Yeah, it's it's a good point. I mean, it's probably something a little bit we can delve into a bit is I guess uh, I'll probably know the answer, but just for our um, listeners for yourself like what what's going through your mind when you're not necessarily well when you know it's not going to be one of those days where you're going to get the ball when you're going to have 30 when you're going to you know be in that zone where the ball's just going your way and and you're really working hard for every touch what's what's going through your mind what are you trying to do to get yourself in the frame of mind well not in the frame of mind but get yourself in a position where you still feel you're involved in the game and you're still um, contributing well for me mate it's exactly what you said before it's all about defense and pressure and trying to get the ball to turn over for then our boys to win it back and then potentially maintain possession or whatever we might do. So I, I, I felt like, yeah, and I was I was that stiff because it just wasn't my day. I spent about 15, mm-hmm. 20 minutes off in the bench in the first quarter and then the second quarter, the sort of similar thing happened to me. So I reckon I probably played about 50% at halftime. But um, when I was going out there, I was like, oh, it's obviously not happening for me today. So what can I do to to help the team? And it's all about mm. that defensive stuff. And, you know, you would have seen me diving for some others that probably weren't there. But just to, you know, put that in their mind that they're going to be under the pump every time they get the football is, that's a good thing for us because then they're going to rush possession or they might, you know, handle it a little bit more. And Frio really do like to chain. So they like to keep the yep. ball off you really, you know, they have a lot of stats and um, their midfield would handle it around a lot. So to be able to, have that perceived pressure in their mind is good for us because then we can, they'll probably surge it. And then our intercept defenders can get the mark and we can go off there, which I think we actually did well on the day was being able to score from our back half and then take it all the way length of the ground and then score um, down our end. So that was a, that was a positive. We probably got done around the ball a little bit, but cleaned it up in the second half, which was nice. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think um, that was clearly evident with I mean, how you guys were playing. And, and it's a good little insight for you, you know, with what people think, you know, when you're not necessarily having a, a great offensive day, how you can still get involved. And, and yeah, you said I would have seen. I've definitely seen that, mate. I've seen you diving for stuff that I think 99% of midfielders probably wouldn't dive for, but you seem to do it. Um, 
But um, yeah, it's a credit to you to be able to stick that out. And then obviously, you know, still have that contribution def- defensively and um, have a major part to winning the game. So well done to you. Um, what about it? any other results? Did you, any other results catch your eye at all? Was there any, any, any other footy themes that caught your eye? I know you've always got something good for us. <laughs> yeah, no, I watched it on Saturday. Obviously, the, the Pies-Hawks game was a um, not a surprise. I felt like watching the game, I was thinking, geez, they're just doing the same thing to the Pies as what they did to us. Mm. And I really think, you know, these these last few games, especially like teams lower on the ladder than the opposition are really getting themselves up for these games of football where they're playing someone above yeah. them. And it's like, you know, the underdog mentality or whatever it might be. And it's like their grand final. I remember playing against the Suns last week and a lot of their boys were saying, you know, this was our grand final. We had to win this. So it's like they get themselves yeah. up for, for that game entirely and um, put everything they possibly can plus more into that performance. So it'd be interesting to see this week with the Hawks if they can back it up like they did on the weekend against the Pies because they're obviously playing against you guys and um, – another good midfield where I felt like they probably won the game last week against the Pies in the mm. midfield and uh, to come up against, yeah, one of the one of the best midfields in the comp is going to be a huge challenge for them. So that's going to be something that I'm looking forward to seeing unfolding. But the Swans-Giants game as well was another good one. Um, yeah. And yeah, there was just a lot of games on the weekend where you were like, I saw North Melbourne were beating Melbourne at halftime. Like things that were just happening were just like, Wow. Yeah, I, no, I agree. Games that I've seen as well. What about, um, obviously, Nick Dacos hurt himself and we always talk about this and we hope and pray that he gets back soon because he's a champion of the game. And it's quite uh, extraordinary because you and I have spoken about the amount of, I guess, hate that he cops from a lot of people externally. And, um, and a, the reason being this is from fans. The reason being is because he's so good and it's crazy that you see so many people trying to bring individuals down for, you know, for, I don't know, just being good at footy. And from what we've seen of Nick Dacos, he's humble, he's team orientated, he's just seems like a terrific, like young man who just loves playing footy and is a great teammate. And, you know, seeing him go down, it's never fun for anybody watching the game of footy, especially you know, us being obviously rival players, we want to see obviously superstars of the competition to play. So we wish him all the very best. But I wanted to ask you, do you think now is an opportunity for someone to come and take the Brownlow from him? Because three weeks ago, we were saying it's over. Nick Dacos has won the Brownlow. I think betting in in just betting markets have dropped off Nick Dacos and saying that he's not going to win it now. Where I personally... I think he's probably – I still think he's got too far of a lead to win, and I think the only realistic um, person who can catch him is Bont. Um, but in saying that, I still think Dacos is in a, a massive lead where Bont has to get probably 3-3-3, three, 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 which he probably will because he's playing unbelievable footy at the moment, Bonty. But what about you? What do you reckon? No, I, I kind of agree with you. I think I think Dacos is like a couple of games ahead of everyone else. But I do feel like – I don't know. I don't know if it's as close as what everyone else thinks it is. Like you talk about Bonte, like yeah, I reckon he'd be up there because he's his last six weeks has been really, really good. But I wouldn't be surprised if right now, like someone like a Butters or a Petrarca or someone like that, even like Lockie Neal, someone like that, like mm. where, that 
Taranto. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Taranto, like if they're closer than what everyone else thinks, like everyone thinks it's Dacos and Bont. I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's more to it. I think there's a couple of players that could pounce at the end of the the year and and take the Brownlow off Dacos. But yeah, I it's it's interesting. I, I'm with, I'm with you. I agree with you. I feel like he's that far ahead at the moment that no one probably could catch him. It's going to make the count very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see as well um, when he does get back. Hopefully, he gets back in time for the finals because, as I said, he's a um, he's a champion player, and we wish him uh, all the very best. Uh, what about the, you know, it's it's easy for you, mate, because you're you're going to finish top four. So um, <laughs> teams like myself and the, the eight other teams, whatever it is, um, that are vying for that top four spot. Who, in your opinion, I know I asked you a couple of weeks ago, but I love asking you because it just keeps changing. Who, in your opinion, is going to make that bottom bottom four Part of, of the, eight. the top eight? Yep. Oh, I think. All right, I think I've got the teams. I think the Blues are going to make it. In no particular order, I think the Blues will make mm-hmm. it. I think that you boys will make it. I think Geelong will make it, and I think, I think um, the Giants will make it. Oof. That's my, that's my tip. So that means teams like St Kilda won't be there, who have a good run, like have a strong, like a solid run against good opposition. Um, yep. Adelaide is still in the hunt. There's yep. Essendon still in the hunt. I hope I'm not missing anyone. Frio might be, maybe, but I don't think I've ever seen a season so close. Like, honestly. No, I think it's great. It's awesome oh. for the game. I th- like That last round got released a couple of days ago now, and uh, mm. I think Sydney played Melbourne on the Sunday, and then there's a game, Port Adelaide play someone standalone on the game. that, maybe. Yep. Yeah, and yep. standalone all these game. games, all these games are like back-to-back, and they'll have the live ladder. Yeah. You can just picture it now. They'll have the live yeah. ladder there, oh. and then every goal that the team will kick will just be like, bang. Yeah. They'll go up, now down, up, down. Yeah. It'll just be funny. It'll be cool to watch. And it, and it's great for the competition, as you say. You always want like even competition and um, you know teams playing me- uh, meaningful football and not it being meaningless in a way. So, yeah, mate, it's unbelievable how close this ladder is. I mean, we were, we were pretty much ninth going into this round, and then – Oh, Richmond, they're obviously still there as well. So there's another team. So we were we were pretty much ninth and then we jumped up to fifth and now we're back to sixth. So it's unbelievable how close the year is. And as I said, it's really cool for for um you know, for the league. Uh, a couple of other things, because obviously we 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 love our um you know, we love giving shout outs to some of our rival players and players we've played against. Two champions of the of the AFL, Luke Shuey and Ben Cunnington, both retired. Uh, this past week, Jack Zebel obviously retired last week as well. But um, I know, uh, we, as I said, we love touching on players that have you've seen and been like, oh wow, they've you know had moments where you've maybe been on the field and gone, poor, like this player's a star. Did you ever have a moment with Luke Shuey and Ben Cunnington? Because the reason I'm bringing it up, I did. I had several moments with those two because they're right in my age bracket, and they've had some unbelievable performances. And it's crazy now, me being 30, and obviously you're still in your prime years. They're retiring, just showing me that I'm just getting older. And um, I think back <laughs> to some of their performances where they, you know, Luke Shuey won a Norm Smith against me. Ben Cunnington had some unbelievable games against us. It's just, yeah, pretty crazy that, um, you know, they're retiring now. But were there any games that you played against those guys that ever stood out to you? I can remember one with Luke Shuey. Uh, he got me a fine because he pushed me into the umpire. That was, <laughs> that's one that um, at a stoppage, we were like <laughs> on each other and, 
I was like, the umpire was backing out and he sort of just used the umpire as a bit of a block for me and I just ran straight into the back of the umpire. I copped the fine for it too. So that's one of my memories from from playing on Luke Shuey. But no, nah, there's plenty of moments where he, you know, dominated games, you know, when especially when West Coast were flying. I thought mm-hmm. that he was one of the mm-hmm. big leaders in that. And Ben Cunnington, mate, like I remember playing on him as a, you know, 19, 20-year-old and just walking up to him and him, his calves being as big as my quads, like, mate, he was just <laughs> yeah, an absolute, absolute yeah. unit. And you just could never move him. And the biggest thing yep. for us was like to try and get him out of the hit zone and you could never could. do it. He was just so, <laughs> so strong. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I seen this stat yesterday. North Melbourne put it up. It was um, North Melbourne players to have 20 contested possessions in a game and there was like three players that had one. Then there was like maybe two players that had two. Then it was no player in three, four, five, six, all the way up to 21. And it was Ben Cunnington 21 like 20 times, mate. Had freaking mm. 20 contest mm. possessions. 20, mate, unbelievable. And yeah, as, as we said, two stars of the game. And it's crazy because this time of year, there's just retirement's going to keep coming and you get a little bit older and I'm getting closer to the end. So um, yeah, I just thought I'd put it out there. It'd be pretty cool. But um, games this week, a touch on our games this week. I'll let you start. You guys have a big one against the Crows. Um, Primetime Saturday or is it 4.35? One of those, one of those nah, slots. it's 4.35 on Saturday. And yeah, like you said, against the Crows up here at the Gabba, which we're looking forward to. Uh, they beat us last time, so we're out for a bit of revenge um, this week against them. And I think they might get ranking back, so they're going to have some big ins. Mm. But yeah, they've been playing some really, really good footy and touched up Gold Coast last week at home and um, have had some wins over the last six to eight weeks and close losses too to Collingwood and Melbourne at the MCG. So we know that, you know, they're, they're a pretty good traveling side. So um, we're going to have to be at our best on Saturday. I feel like we'll say it every week, but the ball, uh, the game will be won. Um, you know, I feel like the front half turnover game and trying to yeah. maintain territory and, and build up that pressure is going to be really important. But um, yeah, looking forward to the challenge because like I said, with Freo, they were still in the hunt. Uh, Adelaide are well and truly still in the hunt. So if they can come up here and knock us off, then keeps them alive and probably puts them inside the top eight. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that challenge. And we've got a pretty tough run home. We've got them and then we've got the Pies and then we've got the Saints. So all teams that have been going pretty well and uh, either, you know, up there or within a chance to to make finals. So no better preparation for us than to, um, yeah, go out there on Saturday and play against the really hungry Crows that are going to be up for the fight. Yeah, you're spot on, and, and you're probably it's probably the last. Oh, other than the Gold Coast game, where you guys were probably convincingly beaten, there's probably the only other game where you've probably been convincingly beaten, right? Against Adelaide this year. Uh, yeah, I felt like the Adelaide game we probably had we had more inside fifties that game, so we okay, yeah we just kicked. I think we kicked zero nine in the second quarter or third quarter Ooh. against them. Yeah, so we we probably should have won that game. I think the other game there was two other games that stand out to me: the Port Adelaide game in round one. They smashed us, yep. and then the Hawthorne game after the bye, they smashed us too. So there was probably those three games: Port, Hawthorne, and and Gold Coast. The Adelaide game for me was a little bit like we probably could have won that game, but um, yep. we just didn't finish off in front of the sticks, and they were really good in taking the ball full field to to score, which I know they've been doing over the last few weeks as well. So gonna have to be on defensively to stop them from doing that. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Do you take? 
When you review against the team you've already played this year, it could be a silly question, but it could not be because you haven't played them in a while. Do you review the last game you played against them, even though it was, I don't know, like 10 weeks ago, or do you review just their recent form? Yeah, it's a good question. I think we do a bit of both. We definitely do how they've been playing and then sort of married up with what we saw last time because the way they beat us last time was, like I said, they took the ball full field and our defense wasn't really on as a team. So making sure that that's you know, really set this week and we've been defending pretty well. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can do that on Saturday and really lock it in our front half and, and kick scores from there, kick straight. Uh, like we didn't really do that last time. So looking forward to to that game, mate. But touch on yours, big game in down in Tassie, as you said earlier, uh, against the Hawks who, yeah, have knocked off some good sides this year and mm-hmm. playing some pretty good football, beat the Pies last week. Uh, how do you see that uh, playing out? And do you think um, you might get the tag this week? Oh, hell, no way. <laughs> no way. I don't, I don't get tagged, mate. It'll be... Blanc, but even then, I don't think you tag Blanc because you can't. It'd either be Libra or Bailey Dale or Bont. Definitely not me, mate. No way. Those days are long gone. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it'll be a good game. It'll be, yeah, as you said, they're they're you know they're they're good footy because you can't necessarily say they're flying because you know they'll have a game where they won't play well and then they'll have a game where they'll blow a team out of the water. I think just they're finding that inconsistencies at the moment with a young side as well and. Their, the scariness about him is when they do click, they're as, mate, unbelievable. And the game on the weekend mm. was evident. You know, they've beaten obviously you guys as well and had some great wins. Um, so we've just got to be prepared for that and we've got to be prepared for Hawthorne to bring their best. And I think we will. I think, um, you know, we're going to take a lot out of the game we've just played on the weekend and try and bring that into the game this week and, and let it be the benchmark for us going week in, week out. Um, we know Hawthorne likes to play in Tassie as well and, and they've got a great record down there. So, um, you know, we've just got to bring that want and that hunger to to want to win and, and play longer for four quarters and, and play at a high level four quarters. So, you know, we'll preview them this week. I know they've got a great, great centre bounce team, great midfield. I think um, Ned Reeves is a great centre bounce ruckman who can hit it anywhere and, you know, he compliments yep. Will Day and Newcomb and, James Warple, Chad Wingard's playing great footy at the moment who comes through the middle, but he's, yeah, just playing really, really good footy. James Sicily is probably, you know, in, in my opinion, should be All-Australian, even though he's missed four or five games. He's just, you know, their most valuable player and and, and um, it clearly shows when he's playing his best. So, yeah, we're, we're going to have our hands full, but we're, we're yeah, we're, you know, going to prepare for it well and, and you know, hopefully we can play the brand for longer the way we did on Friday and, Get ourselves a good win because we need to keep winning. Um, I reckon uh, I'll be able to, you know, clearly watch your game and, you know, hopefully you guys win. That means we're going to win because our streak <laughs> is, uh, I think now sixteen out of sixteen or whatever it may be. And um, we didn't touch on that, but you had me a little bit nervous in that uh, last quarter when obviously I was watching you play against Freo. So um, I did think, no, they're going to win here because it's just destined. This is the way it's going to be. So. You know, hopefully you guys can win. That means uh, that gives us one little leg up, and hopefully that means contributes to us winning. Yeah, I think it's a there's I think it's sixteen from eighteen or something. It's like it's ninety three percent chance of happening when that when when you win, I win, or if I win, you win. So pretty cool, pretty cool. But no, as you said, looking forward to that um like that game on Sunday, and it's going to be a big. I think it's going to be a good watch because two teams that you know Hawks are 
flying and going really well and playing against you guys who are obviously hungry to to make it into the finals and shore up your spot in there. So look at looking forward to that one, mate. Um, is there anything else you had to talk about from uh, from the footy <laughs> side of things? Uh, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not like you. I'm not as controversial like you, where you, you pull up an umpiring decision or something that would have uh, <laughs> pissed you off over the weekend. But no, nah, nothing really for me. I, I did want to quickly do our because um, we've done it um, each week. Our midfield, yep. our forward. And our defense, we've got to quickly do that now because had a, I've had some good messages sent through about our teams. And uh, I sent you the, the link yesterday. Do you want me to go first yep. or you go first? Well, I've already thought of it. Um, yeah, you go. So I can go straight off the top if you want. Okay, just just so people remember, it's it's $18 and 54321 and you've got to pick your team. You've got six players to pick and it's the defense this week. Yep. So uh, I'm going... Two big ones. I'm going sort of similar to what you had last week. I'm going with Darcy Moore for $5, and I'm going yep. with James Sicily for $5. That's $10. And then yep. for $4, I'm going to take Harris Andrews as my big yep. lockdown defender. And then so now I've, I've used 14, so that's three. I need two ones and a two. So I'm going to take um, Isaac Quainer for a $1. Ooh, I'm going to yep. take uh, Nick Blossom. For one dollar, and then I'm going to take yep. Lockie Whitfield for two dollars. That's my eighteen dollars. Okay, so you've got Isaac Quainer, Lockie Whitfield, Nick Loston. Yep, they're essentially your medium to smalls, and then you've got yep. Darcy Moore, James Sisley, and Harry Andrews. That's it. Pretty good. That's a great team. That's hard to beat because the funny thing is, the first three players you pick were the first three I was going to pick. Oh well, so go for it, mate. Go I'm going to go. No, no, no. I'm going to go against that. So. I think Sam Taylor's criminally underrated. Yep. He's always been underrated the last couple of years, so he's my first pick. I think Tom Stewart, again, is, you know, he's going to be a, you know, Hall of Fame Geelong player, superstar. So they're my two, 10 bucks. Then I'm going to go another criminally underrated player who's in All-Australian contention, Callum Wilkie, at three bucks. So they're my three small, uh, three big, sorry. And then... I'm going to go my teammate Bailey Dale for $1. So that equals $14. I've got $4 to spare. Uh, and you know why? Because this guy's probably out of him and Bailey Dale, the best ball user here. Jack Sinclair, he'll be my other pick. That'll equal $18. So you've got Sam Taylor, Tom Stewart, uh, Jack Sinclair, and then you've yep. got Wilkie Callum Wilkie. $3. Yep. Bailey Dale. Bailey Dale. And who's your other one? And did I say something? Oh, no, I had four bucks. So, you know what? I'll go five defenders. That'll do me. <laughs> no, no, that means I've got to take out Jack Sinclair and I'll go with, oh, I'll go Braden Maynard and I've got a dollar left. So I'll go, oh, how's Nick Lawson a dollar? Are you in him? Isaac Quainer's is a dollar? I'm going to go. Isaac Quainer. So he's the only one I'm copying with you. All right. So All right. listeners, get it in. Tell us who you think's better. I know it's probably going to be Josh again, but oh well. Yeah. I tried. Yeah, you tried, but mine was too good, so you couldn't really match it. But that's all right, mate. Next week, we got one more, and it's the it's the big one where you've got like, I think it's like 100 bucks, and you've got everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got to dedicate a good 20 minutes to that. I can't wait to do that. Um. Another quick little uh, start bench cut for us. Got to do it every week. This will be a quick one. Uh, and I'm actually going down more down my alley this week because we haven't done one for me. But well, you can pick first, start bench cut. 
NFL. It's quarterbacks. Oh, okay. Okay, ready? So ready. there's Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen. And I'm asking you from a fantasy perspective. I'm not asking you from a team perspective, wins, losses. I'm asking you from an NFL fantasy perspective because they're different to me. You'd be proud of me. Uh, I did a mock draft with um, Charlie Cameron and Darcy Ford and Cal Archie on the weekend, mate. Did a mock draft. <sighs> mate. Yeah. I've been asking for a mock draft for, for 20 weeks. Oh, yeah, that's no, good. We'll that means there. after this, I'm doing a mock draft. We were sitting there after the game having dinner. We went to a restaurant after the game. Like, yeah. bus dropped us off, went into this restaurant. We are sitting there waiting for food and um, we were like, oh, let's do a mock draft. So we, we got into it. But <laughs> now let's uh, the start bench cut. Um, I'm going to go from a fantasy point of view. So starting um, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. benching Josh Allen, and cutting Lamar Jackson. Okay, I'm the ex- I'm the exact same, and that annoys me because I can't. I actually can't argue that. We can agree for once. No, but I don't like it. You know, from a from a all right, from a um, like just the NFL point of view, not from a fantasy. Would you change your opinion? Uh yeah, I'd probably put Josh Allen at the top, and Hurts I'd bench, and then I'd still cut Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'm the exact same too. Well, how good's oh, that, mate? Maybe, That's beautiful. Maybe. maybe Maybe we are maybe we are similar in uh, in that regard, and I don't always have to be right. Well done, mate. Yeah, you can say that I'm right for once in your life. I've I've uh, I've got you. I've beaten you. Yeah, true, true. But that's uh, a good one. Oh, mate, it's uh, it's been a nice little shorter episode for us, but a good episode for us. Um, as I said, we uh, we were able to fit this in on a Wednesday morning, where it was nice and early for us. But um, you know. Have a great week, mate. I hope uh, I hope there's another win for you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I get a win. Um, thanks for everyone for listening. As always, we um, you know we're coming towards the end of the season, and uh, we're going to keep continuing, obviously, doing our episodes um, all throughout the final series. But yeah, as as we always say, loving the support that we get all the time. I had, you know, just quickly, um, uh, Jamal Yugelhagen come messaged me on Saturday morning, and um, I was in Queensland, but the boys had a Western Bulldogs uh, like a. a day out clinic and one of the kids well not one there was several we said several kids came to him and said mate you've got to do the a celebration when you kick the goal and i was like wow <laughs> that's actually pretty cool so even jamara is getting around it and um he said he's he said he's promised an a celebration for us so i'll make sure i'll get in his ears and hopefully he does it first time you know rather than the second or third time like you and i did but um but uh, yeah, it's uh, another great episode, mate. Hopefully, um, hopefully everyone listens and has a great like. Make sure you get on, um, subscribe, listen, keep rating us because we've still got that giveaway. That's going to come. It's going to come. Trust me, it's it's getting there. But um, yeah, it's a great little chat again, mates. And I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, mate. Same here. All the best on the weekend. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs>